0: Find other great podcasts like this one at Podmoth.network. Turn your dial to the edge of the radio static. There, you will find the lost signal. Tonight, dear listeners, we bring you the second part of our Nower Idaho series, Tilson Mullally's Pit Stop, starring Timothy Malm as the traveler, and Cecil Milliken as Sheriff Tallulah.
1: There, city staff. Over here. Come sit. I've been waiting for you. There you go. Welcome to Zola's. Best burger in town. I hope you don't mind. I went ahead and ordered for you. Zola, she likes to get it all done at once, so. Me? Well, I'm the sheriff around these parts. Sheriff Tallulah Gillespie at your service. You know, they told me someone from some podcast had rolled into town. I couldn't hardly believe my ears. Nower doesn't get a lot of visitors. No, they call this place nowhere for a reason. The Idaho Panhandle isn't really known to be a hopping place. Huh? <laughs> oh no, the rumors are true. Nower has a bit of a history of happenings. We try to keep it down, but word is a way of spreading. I suppose that's how you found yourself up here. Oh, the looky-loos do eventually. Oh, it's nothing against you at all. Us panhandle folks are nothing if not accommodating. When they said you were wanting to meet and chat, why, I said to myself, Tallulah, you are the sheriff of this town, and you know just a thing to bring him. This is a recording of a fellow who rolled through town last year. He had quite the experience. I can't play his name or any details like that for confidentiality reasons, but I think the story he has to tell is right up your alley. Take a listen.
2: See, I I don't know if you can relate, but my mind likes to wander. It's not that I'm scatterbrained, no, it's nothing like that. And usually I'm a very conscientious driver. But it was late, you know, and I suppose I should have paid closer attention. But when that fuel gauge dinged and told me that I was running on fumes, this is the first I noticed. Needle's on E? Already. I can't believe that. No, I, what am I gonna do? There's nothing. Wait. Up ahead was what looked like a miracle. A hunched, dilapidated looking gas station, the dimly lit glass sign above it reading the words The pit stop! fuel up the car and the family, in faded black lettering. As I pulled to the pump, I could see that the windows were too dusted over to see inside, but a flickering glow seemed to emanate from behind the dirty glass. This place is kind of a dump. Hmm. No prepay option. Oh, maybe I can get a snack inside. Huh, sounds like some kind of old time radio show. When I opened the door to that rickety old place, I was stunned. It was a night and day difference compared to the outside of the big shack. The the interior was brightly lit, the shelves stocked and clean. An antique but well-kept looking radio played on the counter. Next to it was a boy no older than 16, flipping through a magazine. Hello? Oh.
0: <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't see you there. Oh, that that's okay. I was just hoping to get a little fuel. Oh, yeah, sure thing, mister. Uh, no problem. You just looking to fill the
2: tank? Yes, that, that's perfect. You sure? I can check your oil and coolant, too, if you want. Eh, sure. Why not? I don't remember the last time I checked those. Yeah, sure, no problem. Just browse around and I'll get that started for you. I thought that was odd. I'd been to all the little nooks and crannies of Idaho's Panhandle and I'd never seen a gas station that didn't allow self-serve. It was charming though, so I let it go and browsed. The majority of products on the shelves were canned. In the back, I found an old-school chest fridge filled with glass bottles of soda, some of whose names were familiar, but outside of that modern roadside junk food was non-existent. I was puzzling over this when I heard the counterboy come back inside.
0: Sir? Uh,
1: Yes, what is it?
0: I'll, I'll tell you what, uh... That is some strange machine you got out there. What do you mean? I I mean, I've never seen anything like that. I I think I figured out how to put gas in it for you, but uh, I don't know what I'm looking at for the rest of it. Okay, that's ridiculous. It's just a Honda. What's a Honda? What do you mean, what's a Honda? I, mean, I never heard of a car like that before.
2: They're, like, the most common car on the road. Uh, maybe wherever you're from, but around these parts, we don't have nothing like that. All right, then. Uh, don't worry about any of that. What do I owe you for gas?
0: Uh, full tank, you're looking at a dollar even. Wait, what? <laughs> I, I know it's a bit spendy, but we're just so far out here. and
2: No, no that's... That's fine. Here. Dollar even. Whoa, this must be one
0: of those new bills, huh? Sure is fancy.
2: Yeah, sure, kid, sure. Uh, where's the nearest town?
0: Well, that'd be now about ten minutes up the road. You'll go right through it. You can't miss it. Great. Uh, thanks again for the gas. Uh, before I head out, do I... Uh, uh, who's that out there? Well, the car's Mr. Tate's, but it looks like Colt Ford's driving I wonder what that's all about.
2: Seems like a pretty nifty antique to be speeding around in.
0: Antique? That's this year's model. It's the newest car in an hour. Is that maybe for whatever it is you're tooling around in out there?
2: All right, then. Uh, whatever you say. Uh, before I head out, you got a bathroom around here?
0: Sure, yeah. <laughs> Used to be just an outhouse out back, but... Paul just had the back room plumbed last winter on account of how cold it gets, and he was tired of frostbite at night. So, uh, here's the key, around the corner there.
2: Great! Thanks! I took the key from him and followed the directions he'd given me to the tiny room in the back no larger than a closet. The door was thin, though, and I heard the one the kid had called Colt Ford enter into the station.
0: Howdy, Colt. Lonnie, how's your paw? He's fine, I guess. Well, that's good to hear. Uh, Lonnie, now listen. I need you to give me the key to the pump so I can fill up Mr. Tate's car, alright? I'll come by in the morning and pay you back. Well, I can't do that, Colt. You, you know that. Pa would have my hide for it. Your Pa knows Mr. Tate's good for it. He sent me out here to fill up the tank, but... Got to give me his checkbook. Come on, I won't make it back to town without some gas. Since when do you work for Mr. Tate? Since always. He has me do odd jobs for him. Is that sirens that I hear? Yeah, it, it, it sounds like it. Never mind all that, Lonnie. Look, I gotta get this car gassed up for Mr. Tate. Maybe I better call... I don't have time. Cole. Why you got that gun? Listen, Lonnie. I'm in trouble. Real deep. I need the key with the pump right now, or I'm gonna have to put a bullet in you. Them sirens are for you? Give me that key, Lonnie. Come on! Colt, hold on a second. We can work this all out, okay? Whatever you did, we can just explain it. <laughs>
1: Oh, hi. If you're looking for another spooky and funny podcast to add to your rotation, check out Anything Bones, now part of the Moth Network. Hey, Boneheads, I'm Sophie Schwartz. And I'm Caitlin Hart. And we're the hosts of Anything Bones, the podcast where we talk about bones and bone-related topics. Soph, what are bone-related topics? Thank you for asking, Caitlin. This can be anything from mausoleums to murderers, famous skeletons to cadaver dogs, Uh, bone churches, mummies, serial killers. You'll hear about them all. And sometimes we have guests stop by and tell us their favorite bony tales. Check out Anything Bones on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or wherever your little heart desires. We release new episodes every Saturday. Bone Voyage!
2: I came out of the bathroom and rushed around the corner to the main part of the store. Behind the counter, Lonnie lay on the floor in a pool of blood, growing bigger as it pulsed from his throat and shoulder. He looked at me with wet eyes trying to speak around the blood that poured from his mouth. I knelt next to him. What was I gonna do? I didn't know how to stop the bleeding. I pulled out my phone to dial 911, but there was no signal at all. Is there a phone here? Lonnie, where's the phone? He pointed trembling, blood-soaked finger to the counter where an old box telephone hung next to the radio. Why are there no buttons? Hello? Operator? Hello? Anybody? There's emergency help. We we need an ambulance. We We need somebody. The lights went out so suddenly. I was disoriented. The building became pitch black, and dropping the receiver, I desperately fumbled around. Lonnie? L- Lonnie, are you okay? The glowing face of the radio sprayed dim green light into the store. Gone were the clean counters and shelves of food. They were replaced by dusty surfaces and rotting wood. The smell became musty without reason and I suddenly felt as though I were alone, except for the music. Lonnie?
0: Sorry, sir. Didn't see you there. How can I help you?
2: And there he was, peering from the ether. In the dim green light of the radio, Lonnie was almost translucent. Bags hung underneath haggard black eyes that stared at me with quiet desperation. His throat was a coagulated black mess that spilled down the front of his crusty, bloody shirt. I made to push past him and ran right through him. That hardly registered, though, as I got out to my car and fired up the engine. Made it about less than half a mile down the road before the fuel ran out. There never been any gas put in the car. <laughs> Down the road, I could still see the gas station. It was a, a shadow alongside the road, even more slumped over than before. The glass sign that had been lit when I'd first enter was gone. Shattered at some point, I guess. The windows were boarded up and black. I could still hear on the summer breeze the faintest sound of an old-time music show. I locked the doors and waited all night till you showed up, sheriff.
1: Ain't that the craziest thing you've ever heard in your whole life? You didn't even know about the pit stop. Huh? What's that? You don't either. Shoot. Your little show really didn't tell you anything about this town. That counter kid, Lonnie? That was Lonnie Dugan. He was killed in that pit stop station in 1934 for just being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Oh, and Colt Ford? He has quite the tale to him, too. He was what you'd call a town twit. If he hadn't been so mean, he was probably too dumb to hurt anyone. That's what my grandpa used to tell us. But he's a story for next time. It's late. I'd probably be wanting to get back to your hotel room now. We can meet back up in the morning got a few more tales of my sleep. Stay sheriff of a tiny town like this long enough. And you hear some wild things. Your show is going to get just what it wants. Good night, and welcome to Nower.
0: Returning now to the edges of your radio static, this has been The Lost Signal. Thank you for tuning in tonight, dear listeners. Please, wherever you're listening, whether it be on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or any other platform, please leave us a review and do not be afraid to share the static with your friends. Until next time, dear listeners, good night.